they did look good, but do you know the worst thing about it is that a team like Fulham, they're fat, boring fans with no personality, no. nothing about them, and they went and embarrassed us today. everyone is doing all right i'm george cooper and welcome to this very special one-off episode of the fulhamish podcast where we ask what type of fulham fan are you now that clip you just heard was a rather salty Millwall fan after we dispatched them 4-0 earlier in the season boring fans with no personality you must be having a laugh surely now we may not be the loudest but fulham are certainly among the most characterful and eccentric fan bases in the football league I don't think you can argue that. We have celebrity fans, of course. We have Hugh Grant, Charlie Cooper, Pope John Paul II, Felix from the Maccabees, Example, Keith Allen, Harry Potter, and of course, Michael Jackson. But it's the normal everyday fan who's often the most fascinating. Now, these are the people you see at games week in, week out, on away days and at the cottage. Fulham brings different people and personalities together like no other club could. For this podcast, we have attempted to distill down our fan base into 10 archetypal Fulham fans. Now, you've definitely already met them, but which one are you? Number one, the American. Ah... The long and illustrious relationship between Fulham and America. Now cast your mind back to 1999. Fulham, under the relatively new ownership of Mohamed Al-Fayed, purchased goalkeeper Marcus Hanneman. And with that, Full America was born. Now, in the early days of the Al-Fayed era, the MLS provided a hotbed of reasonably priced talent, perfect for a resurgent Fulham side looking to climb up the Football League. Fulham can thank America for some bona fide club legends. However, with these players also arrived scores of fans from the US of A. Loyal as an old hound, the American became a fan thanks to club legends such as Dempsey, McBride and Carlos Bocanegra, who was recently voted Fulhamish's ultimate unsung hero. Now, they may be heard contemplating our new goaltender and will sometimes refer to penalties as PKs, However, they're always friendly and up for a chat for whoever is nearby. They also seem to take great pride how their hometown has a Fulham bar where they and their other three Fulham mates enjoy watching illegally streamed matches with foreign commentary. But don't just take my word for it. Here's Evan Del Vecchio from the Soccer Special Envoy podcast talking about what Full America means to him. When we're talking about Fulham America, exactly what American players have meant to Fulham FC across the years, we have to start with the Mount Rushmore of the club, the five faces carved into the pavilion at Craven Cottage. Eddie Johnson, Casey Keller, Carlos Bocanegra, 
Brian McBride and of course Clint Dempsey. Now, of those five, there were just two that the great Roy Hodgson identified as the founding fathers of the special relationship between the cottages and the U.S. National Soccer Development Program. Starting with McBride, the Benjamin Franklin of the club, clearly McBride's impact on the league stretched far beyond his achievements as a player, but that's not to say that his achievements on field were insignificant in any way. In fact, McBride's ability to head the ball was loved by fans a skill that many believe he picked up in Arlington Heights under Coach Erfurt. In fact, heading was an innovation that so many American players were bringing to the game at this time that it was a perfect fit for coaches who favored a spread offense such as Chris Coleman or the great Larry Sanchez. Which brings us to who many saw as the natural successor to McBride's presidency at the club, the young Drew Dempsey, affectionately known as Clint, to the fans, a reference to Bill Clinton and his very own special relationship with British Prime Minister Tony Blair. When young Clint first moved to London, he was frequently invited by legendary defensive lineman Tony Gale for a Sunday roast after training at the Golden Lion. And Tony would educate this young American on exactly what it meant to be a cottager. And the fans and the press immediately drew comparisons to the relationship between Prime Minister Tony Blair and the 42nd President of the United States. Just like McBride, Dempsey's relationship to the EPL stretched far beyond the field, but that's not to say again that his performances on field were in any way insignificant. True fans will always remember Clint for the 18-yard chip field goal that he scored to knock Juventus out of the round of 16 in the Europa Champions League at Craven Cottage a decade ago. Thank you very much, Evan. Superb stuff. I think we all remember that specific field goal. Now, from British transatlantic relations to British transport police altercations, it's number two. The Naughty. The beating heart at the back of the Hammersmith end. The Naughties, combined with the youth, are responsible for the vast majority of the decibels provided by our supporters. They watch Fulham home and away, and you recognise their faces throughout every crevice of South West Six. On away days, where the naughty comes alive, the day starts early. You'll see them, armed with a customary bag of cans, congregating in small packs in train station forecourts, backstreet pubs and at the front of away ends. Their hobbies include throwing plastic cups of lager in the concourse and leaving games at half-time. Often found in zealous exchanges with opposing fans, goalkeepers or the British Transport Police. Riverside seat moaning about Parkable. Then try and avoid your wife's gaze as you struggle to come to terms with the loss of Fulham's attacking identity since the departure of Slavisa Chakanovic. Then go and spunk your wages on roll over hot dogs and lukewarm flat pints of San Miguel. Fuck that for a laugh. I know what I'd rather do. Barnsley. Away. Love it. If you're talking about the evolutionary progression of a naughty, the one that precursors the naughty is the youth, number three. Now, they're normally found decked out in full Stone Island and they absolutely live for the away days. Now, the youth will save up their pocket money for weeks on end to pay for trains to far-flung corners of the country, dreading the day that their 16-25 to rail card finally expires. 
They will drink dark fruits from our Ibina bottle. They long to be a naughty, but are respectful of the old guard. Which brings us on to number four, the old guard. Ah, football is just not what it used to be for the old guard. They were there when Conroy scored from the halfway line. They saw Rodney put the ball in the Carlisle net. And they stood in the rain in the uncovered Putney end, watching Jill Scum at home in Division 3. Now, usually found sitting down at an away game or at the front of the Fulham club coach with the racing post. For all their eccentricities, these are men and women of honour to be obeyed and respected. Also seem to accumulate badges throughout their Fulham supporting career, like a kind of Fulham magnet. Badges of honour, each and every single one of them. Now you got to remember the old guard have been there, they've seen it, they're witnessing firsthand how football's changing. It used to be flat caps and terraces, you'd have a cup of tea and a fag with the players at half-time. Whereas nowadays it's all about board of directors and TV licensing deals and money and so on. And also they would have witnessed the rise of a new subset of fans at Craven Cottage. Which brings us on to our next character, the tourist. You can spot them a mile off, looking haplessly down at their paper tickets, trying to work out where the entrance to the riverside is, all the while decked out in glimmering Fulham clobber, freshly purchased from the team store. Now, admirably, they're seeking an experience at an old-school, proper football stadium. And the fact that Craven Cottage is just two stops away from their Airbnb is purely coincidental. You'll often hear them asking such questions as, Do Fulham have anyone I'd have heard of? And, Do you think we'll have time to get a beer at half-time and make it back for second-half kick-off? Sadly, the answer to both those questions is no. And while we're on the subject of the sort of characters that you overhear sat in and around where your season ticket is, brings us on to our next character. Everyone has one sat nearby. It's the Mona. A relentless cynic. Everyone has one sat within earshot of their season ticket and has experienced that same sinking feeling on the second game of the season when you realise you're stuck with them for the majority. It's a way of life for the moaner. They'll moan morning until night, bothering whoever is unfortunate enough to be within their immediate vicinity. For some reason, they usually single out one player and will give them both barrels each game, regardless of how well they're playing. On top of this, they often fit into one of two categories, crestfallen or sweary. The latter of which is language cuts through the air like a sweetly struck Tom Kearney rocket. You can hear it on train carriages, in the pub or at the ground. You genuinely fear for their blood pressure come the end of the season. Now, although the relentless negativity can get a bit annoying from time to time, for most people, football is that one part of the week in which you can blow off a bit of steam. So I say crack on. However, the sweary moaner might want to watch his language around the more junior members of our Fulham family. Ah, the family. I think most... Fulham fans have been part of this group at some stage in their football supporting career. Now, this group visit the cottage on a family outing, and let's face it, it's often at the dad's request. 
He'll be praying that he can convert the nippers early doors, passing off his selfish endeavour as good bonding time. Now the parents will come armed with Tupperware filled with carrot sticks for a bit of half-time nutrition. And the kids will often ask questions such as, which way are we shooting and what colour are we playing in? Dad will sometimes shield the ears of the youngest when the Mona has 20p put in him by a wayward pass from Tony Knockers or someone. Now, it's not a cheap endeavour, and the total spend for the family outing comes in approximately £1,000, not including beers. Now, Fulham has long since had a reputation as a family club, and personally, I think that's a great thing. Other clubs can kind of sneer at it and think of it as a, something that's a bit twee and it means that our support isn't any good, but I think the opposite... I mean, speaking personally, I remember that's when I first fell in love with a club was when I was about 14, 15 and I was able to go to live matches because a season ticket costs about £120. Something that should be celebrated and it's, for me, one of the most important aspects of football is when you see your family, it's when you see your dad, your brother, your, your mum, whoever wants to come along. Everyone remembers that first screamer that you witnessed or that first player that you fell in love with. It's beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Tell you what isn't so beautiful. Our next fan archetype, the tactician. Expected goals, passes converted, and points per game. <clears throat> and no, I'm not just talking about George Singer. The tactician has them covered. They'll be top of your fantasy football league. They'll be in Europe with AFC Wimbledon on Football Manager and either in a dark room alone or making infuriating amounts of money on podcasts and football magazines, this is the guy who loudly commentates over every single game in your ear while sat in the row behind you. Now, they arrive every August fresh-faced to take your new season tickets, so beware of the talking tactician. Now, the next group of fans might have thought they got away with it. Absolutely not. We come to the Twitter celebrity. You know exactly who I'm talking about. You see these people at games. You follow them. You know a lot about them, although you've never actually met. This group entered the Fulham fan base in the late 2000s, and these social media enthusiasts are most active late at night and or after a Fulham defeat. Hobbies include calling out club ownership, designing stickers and oversharing. They're not always as they seem. They can be loud and abrasive virtually, but actually really nice guys if you chat to them. Often they're unaware of their real-world fame and, of course, all views of their own. Which brings us to our final of the 10 Fulham Football Club fan archetypes. Last but certainly not least, we have Mr Worldwide. When Fulham break for internationals, Mr Worldwide comes alive. Where were you in Villanoose? He or she asks, judgingly. How dare you take a break from football? Not content with Fulham away trips or mainstream international tournaments, these top cappers can't help but tell you all about their midweek travels with England when they return home. Hobbies include occupying town squares in far-flung corners of the former Soviet Union and the England Supporters Club loyalty scheme. Usually found under a bucket hat, and let's face it, we're talking about Don Betts.
now. Say what you want about the players or the ownership. It's the fans that make this club great. Now, I know it's been a while since we've been able to see our beloved Whites and hopefully it's not too long in the future before we can return to our hallowed ground. Really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. It was made out of love and admiration for our fantastic supporters. And if you did like it, just drop us a note and let us know. And equally, if you didn't, you know, we can make more stuff like this if, if, you know, there's an appetite for it. So do let us know. Quick thanks to my good pal Marco Dinovellis who I co-wrote the article which this pod was based on with and that's available to read on Fulhamish if you want to check that out. And also to my good friend Freddie Wilson who did the hilarious character of Evan from the Soccer Special Envoy podcast which is coming out very soon and it's a take on American politics and America's relationship with English football. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Fulhamish have got some more pods coming out so keep an ear out for them and stay safe and we'll see you soon come on you whites you